Hey, listeners, you know that feeling you get when you discover something amazing and all you want to do is tell everybody that you know about it? Well, that's exactly how I feel about Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed super easy and super fun. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you get to build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, they're unique, and they're recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. Those styles show up to you in as little as two days. And then when you're ready for some new clothes, you just swap them out for more new-to-you styles. And that's exactly what I did a couple of months ago when Andy and I took a trip to Hawaii. And of course, I wanted to have some fun, beachy, cute clothes. Armoire was perfect for that. I got the most amazing outfits that I got so many compliments on. And the best part was that when we got home, all I had to do was ship those items back and they didn't have to take up space in my closet unused for a year. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash PCPS. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash PCPS to get up to 50% off your first month. And you'll never have to worry about what to wear again. So try armoire today. Hey everybody, a quick message. Today's episode is brought to you by Book of the Month, a monthly book subscription box that helps readers discover new books from up-and-coming authors. The process of choosing your book is so easy and fun. Besides the website and app being really easy to navigate, the smaller but varied monthly selection, which always includes an anticipated new release, by the way, means I'm not overwhelmed with too many choices and it's truly easy to make a decision. And let's be real, we're all about simplicity right now, aren't we? Oh, Mm -hmm. definitely. (laughs) So you guys, I was thrilled when I saw that this month's selections included a book I have been anticipating for over a year. I chose The Paradise Problem by Christina Lauren. It is rom-com at its finest. Think Pretty Woman meets Succession. I chose Spitting Gold by Carmela Locus about two shady spirit mediums in 19th century Paris. I mean, come on. You had me at shady spirit mediums, right? (laughs) This is a brand new hardcover book, and I'm getting it for less than I could get it anywhere else. And great news. You can get your first book for only $5 using the code PEDALS when you order at bookofthemonth.com. That's P-E-T-A-L-S. You guys, we love Book of the Month, and we know you will, too. This episode was made possible by contributions from listeners like you. PCPS memberships on Patreon support the work of your pop culture preservationists and keep the podcast independent, authentic, and most importantly, operational. And so this Holodome in Elkhart, Indiana was like four stars and we were like a one star family, right? So this was like, this was the vacation. It was the halfway point on our drive, but it was like, enjoy it kids because it costs $17.95. Hello world, there's a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. A whole lot of love and it's what we'll be bringing. We'll make you happy. Welcome to the Pop Culture Preservation Society, a podcast for people born in the big wheel generation who know to let the hot water run out of the hose before drinking from it. We believe our Gen X childhoods gave us unforgettable songs, stories, characters, and images. And if we don't talk about them, they'll disappear, like Marshall, Will, and Holly on a routine expedition. And today, we'll be saving all the wonderful memories from our iconic childhood road trips, from the creative car games to our fascination with the vibrating bed and the roadside motel. Buckle up, but don't really, because most of us didn't wear seatbelts. And let's hit the road. I'm Carolyn. I'm Kristen. And I'm Michelle. And we are your pop culture preservationists. Hello world, is a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. Welcome to season six. Season oh six. Mm-hmm. Oh, Episode wow. 77. <gasps> this little experiment just keeps on going. <laughs> right. So we just keep adding more, you know, things to the Bunsen burner and right. pour a little liquid here, <laughs> light a flame there. Watch what catches on fire. I know. <laughs> I love a new season. I love, you know, I haven't seen you guys for a while in this space. And and 
I get to just, I, I just, I can't even say it. <laughs> I can't. Kristen's so overwhelmed with love <laughs> and appreciation. <laughs> I get to share all of the things, just all of yes. the things. And we're mm-hmm. finding out that that's what the three of us are really kind of thriving on because the research and, and the gathering of information is sort of an obsession for us, but it's the sharing of the information that is so fun. So it's like, yeah. I can't wait to see you guys. Yes. I know. know. It's good to see you guys too. Um, And I love, I love our season we have ahead. We Mm -hmm. have some really, really fun conversations coming up. And I really love today's episode, Road Trip Memories. Mm -hmm. It's just another one of our shared experiences. And I know a lot of people might argue, well, people still take road trips today. They still, I don't care. It's not the same. Not the same. No. This generation has some shared memories. It is the same that all the kids, the boomers have some shared experiences Mm -hmm. and the millennials, but since generation X is the best generation, our shared experiences rule. Um, well, our followers on Instagram and Facebook also had a lot to share about their own road trip memories. So should we get on the road? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. guys, honestly, is there a better road trip movie than Vacation? I know. Right? Saw it at the drive-in with my whole family. It's like we road trip to the drive-in to see Oh, it. so good. So good. And it's one that I can still crack up at Me watching too. it now. Did you guys know that that, and that's a big summer movie, July 29th. Mm-hmm. So this week in 1983 was when Vacation was released. Uh, well, it was so much fun to read all the comments on our recent Instagram and Facebook posts asking our followers to share their road trip memories. I felt like a lot of us were crammed into the same car together (laughs) because one of the many things people shared that struck me, and actually it made me feel a lot better about my own childhood, um, is that hardly anyone wore seatbelts. Oh God, no. Oh gosh. I didn't even know we had them in the back. They were all buried. I felt so validated about my childhood Mm -hmm. when I read that. Um, I mean, we were free to roam around the car. Like, I remember crawling to the front, then from the front (laughs) to the back. And I also remember when we were in a car, um, we had lots of different cars, but like cramming myself up on that ledge where the rear windshield meets um, the back seats. You know, it's almost like a little mm-hmm. ledge. And I yep. would cram myself at the Where My the face was kind of pushed up in the um, window <laughs> in the in the corner. And I would just stare at the clouds as we would drive. Or and it'd get I hot would just as shit up there. Yeah, or I just lay down in the mm-hmm. back and sleep um on the back bench if there was room. Or, you know, mm-hmm. when you went on a car trip, you took you took pillows and if if oh, you yeah. weren't crammed in. Made a little fort. Yeah. Although I will say we didn't use seatbelts until we did. And it always oh. felt completely arbitrary. Like Apropos of nothing, after we're like three days into our journey, and suddenly we'd be, my parents would be like, seatbelts, everybody put on your seatbelt. And we'd be like, why? Why now? We've been like totally hanging out back here for three days, and now you want to We've been partying back here. Yes. And it was like the biggest travesty. My family went through a thing where the people in the front seat would wear a seatbelt, but nobody in the back had to wear a seatbelt. Yeah, you're safe in the back. (laughs) Yeah, for some odd reason. Yeah. You know what else we um we did not use in our car is the air conditioning. Oh, I don't even think we had, we had air conditioning. We had it. I and, don't think we but did. There was this myth, which has now been disproved, that when you use the air conditioning, it would ruin your gas mileage. So there was no air conditioning <sighs> until like, you know, your legs are sticking to the vinyl and <sighs> you're just a sweaty mess back there. And and my, I remember my mom would turn around and she'd be like, dad said yes. And then once she said that, we'd all like frantically roll up yeah. our windows. We were going to turn on the air. The temperature dad reached 116. Yes. Dad said yes. yes. Um, well, one of our Instagram followers, Pumpkin's Mom 69, said her baby brother rode in the front passenger's footwell at oh, her God. mother's feet. <laughs> now, really Pumpkin's Mom 69, yeah. well, that's the question. Mm-hmm. Is the baby just down there like, you know, wiggling around like a roach on its back or something like, well, you know, just this baby? <laughs> or is it in like the little plastic, remember the little the car seat. seats were like a little pla- hard plastic bin? Well, we hung out um, in the footwell of the back seat of the car and my sister and I would fight over who got to sit on the hump. That's what you we called wanted them. the hump? Yeah, well oh, we, we did until it burnt you like because one 
the transmission was going right under those parts. So the motor is kind of there and then the hot pavement and it would get so, so hot. And I have distinct memories of the carpeting in our car. It was really grizzly or grizzly. It was just crunchy. Yes. But I have, I think my sister at one point in time, I don't think on a road trip necessarily, but she had spilled some milk. In oh our God. car, oh and it had never quite smelled right, and it smelled really bad when it was summery time. But it also got extra crunchy in that part of the yeah. of the um, carpeting on the floor. And so, when I describe that carpeting or think about it, I want to say crunchy. It was like yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it could break in in parts. But we, yeah. I don't know why we thought like astroturf almost. Yes, it hurt. Mm-hmm. You're blowing my mind though now with the memory of wanting to sit on the hump and I would sit there and want to like color. I'd use the seat, you know, behind me yeah, to color. Yeah, it was like a little desk. But you're oh, blowing my mind like about how hot it got. Yes. I would have never thought of that again, Carolyn. Yes. I, I can almost like feel it right now on my butt cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. Well, so we're all crammed in the car, often mm-hmm. literally packed in, and we hit the road. Now, there are no DVD screens. There are no iPads. There is no Nintendo. There's no Game Boy Switches or even Walkmans for crying out loud. So what did we do? <laughs> well, you guys, I think one of the things I enjoy most about this podcast is when our followers and society members share their road trip experiences or whatever, any mm-hmm. experience they had during the, the 70s and 80s. And I had the same exact one. It was like, oh my gosh, I'm not the only person. Yeah. Uh, so there were several of those um, that came up when we asked our followers kind of what they did. How did they pass the time in the car? So some of the activities that I think probably a lot of us experienced were um, things like playing the license plate game where you tried to collect the license plates from all the different states. Um, there was the alphabet game, of course. And as one of our follow followers reminded us, crossing your fingers so hard when you got to Q that you would see a billboard for an Mm -hmm. antique store because there were very few (laughs) words that had Q in them. And I thought, I remember that. Uh Uh-huh. Or how many xylophone streets can there be? There just aren't that many xylophone streets. (laughs) Well, one of our followers also mentioned playing the initial game where you'd give initials of a famous person and then you get to ask some yes or no questions until you've guessed the answer. Oh, that's a good one. That sounds fun. I want to play that now. Well, let me tell you, I thought my mom invented it. So when this other follower shared, I thought, oh, I mean, it was nice to know someone else was playing the initial game, but also, huh, I guess my mom didn't invent it. And then I'm thinking, did a lot, were there like articles in Women's Day and Good Housekeeping, like how to entertain your child on a road trip? And Uh they- Probably kind of, Reader's um, Digest. Just, they probably Yes. Yeah. And yeah. they gave us some suggestions because- Car uh, games. Yes, car mm-hmm. games. And obviously, um, so many people read. Those people that mm-hmm. didn't barf um, were the <laughs> ones who um, who read. And there were was everything from comic books. I was allowed to have comic books on our road trips, which were never anything else that I ever my, we ever purchased. But road trips oh. were comic books. Tiger Beat, Mad Magazine, Little House Books, Nancy Drew Books. Somebody mentioned Dynamite. Mm-hmm. So definitely reading. Mm-hmm. Several followers also mentioned that their mothers put together activity bags. Oh, did my mom your did that too. mother mm-hmm. do that either of yep. you? Yep. With dot to dots and things like that. Well, um, I want to read to you from um, a book that I found, which was so good, called Don't Make Me Pull Over. An Informal History oh of the Family Road Trip. <gasps> really? And this was by, yes, by Richard Rattay or Rat, R-A-T-A-Y. Such a fun book. Oh, um, let's just, put that in the weekly reader this week. Yeah. Lots of fun facts um, about the American road trip and lots of – he shares a lot of details about his family's road trips, which were definitely 70s in our vibe time. So he wrote um, a great description about his activity bag, and they called it the game bag. The game bag was a paper grocery bag filled with every novelty, travel puzzle, and cheap toy my mother could buy at the local dime store. For starters, there were those handheld games in which the object was to navigate a tiny ball bearing through a maze into the eye holes of a cartoon face. Yes. Then I'd move on to the magic slate drawing pad. Next, there was Wooly Willy. 
my personal favorite. <laughs> Wooly Willy was that the, one. I know, yeah. me too. Was the cartoon face of a nerdy-looking white guy covered with a canopy of clear plastic holding black metal shavings. You used a magnet pen to pick up the shavings and drop them over Willie's face to create amusing beards, mustaches, and boogers. <laughs> oh yeah. Can I just mm-hmm. ask, can I just ask you guys though when you were doing yeah. Wild Willie and you're in the car, you're having to hold it perfectly flat and yes. so still. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Do you remember the frustration at like getting the sideburns exactly right <laughs> yes. and getting and maybe a nice like handlebar mustache and then you go uh-huh. over a bump or the car turns and all those shavings just go sliding? Yes. Oh, yep. Or when like there were those few that wouldn't fall off. Yeah. Like the yes. dingleberries of <laughs> or, or the dingleberries of wild woolly. <laughs> Oh, gosh, yes. Um, And then he said um, they also had several invisible ink books produced by a company called Yes and No, which Mm. uh, several of our followers mentioned. And then he went on to say that their family favorite game, and still to this day is one of my favorite games, is Mad Libs, which I guess is a game. Oh, Mm -hmm. uh, give me a good Mad Lib any day, and I am all there. Yeah. But as much as we shared in some of our um, activities and games and things we played in the car, there were a few activities and things people did that I had never heard of and thought were very creative. So one of our um, society members, Kathy Horton, described a game that, at least to me, I had never heard of, where you would count people outside on your side of the car. And then when you saw a cemetery, you had to bury all your people, and then you had to start from zero again. Oh, yeah. My friend Tony did that one too, but they did it with farm animals, and then oh. all their farm animals died, and they oh, would start over. That sounds That's a little nice than the people. And I thought this one was really nice. Amy Brown said her mother made songbooks for the trip, and they oh sang oh their God. way from California <laughs> to North Carolina. I want to know what songs. Is yes, Amy's last name Von Trapp? Right. <laughs> tell us some of those songs. Don't you guys just have this image of the whole family just happily singing with their songbooks totally. open? Oh, gosh, so cute, yes. Amy. What's the, now I'm like frantically trying to think of any song that I know. Got four wheels and a running board. Wait, it's Amy, if you're listening, please, please, please tell us, just for our own sanity, that there had to have been at least one family member who was like, I'm not singing this stupid song. <laughs> so you, you, like the camera's panning across Amy's family. Dad's singing, mom's singing in the back. Little Amy's got her song. <laughs> book open she's singing maybe little brother singing and then we get to like the teenage angsty brother who's just uh-huh. like staring out the window like i'm not doing any of this family shit i'm not so oh, amy got please tell me there was a tin that's what it is got this great big hunk of tin nobody knows what shape it's in you guys are staring at me. Yeah, I'm thinking got of songs four like wheels and a running board. It's a Ford. Oh, it's a Ford. And I'm honk, thinking honk, more of like campfire songs, like Michael, yeah. row mm-hmm. your boat ashore. Yeah, hallelujah. Yeah, or or the um, um, just a boy and a girl in a little canoe, canoe with the moon shining all around. You know those little kids. <laughs> that's songs. How a Girl Scout song. song. So I think oh, our campfire right. girl might not know that. Yeah, I'm an only campfire. Oh, that's right. Get out of this podcast, campfire. <laughs> well, um, because where are my you, bluebirds at? Freeze you mentioned we didn't bluebird. have Walkman um, and obviously iPods and all that stuff. One, uh, several of our followers mentioned how they hated having to listen to whatever their parents oh. wanted to listen to oh, on the radio. radio. Oh my god! Yes, 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 yes. Named like Roger Whitaker. Do you guys oh, remember? God, no. Oh, my parents loved Roger Whitaker and Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond. Oh. Sorry, follow That's why you don't Carolyn like Neil Diamond. I, don't I like. still love Neil Diamond. Oh. But that's maybe because my parents weren't that into it. That's yeah. Maybe yeah. So I can like to it. listen. Well, I am one of those people. I'm, I was a reader in the car. And you guys, mm-hmm. now that makes me nauseous even thinking about it. Oh, like I could never. I can't even read I, I two sentences never. without mm-hmm. telling my husband. Like I and I I'm so dumb. It's like rookie mistake. I do it. And I'm always like, I think you're gonna have to pull over. Um, I can't even look at my phone. But, I read all the time. I mean, it was Beverly Cleary. It was Judy Bloom. As I got older, I would take stacks of Sweet Dreams romance books, and I would take as many as I was allowed to fit. Like, I would be like, I can fit one more. I can fit one more. And I would sit on the, in, like, behind the seat if there was room, and I would read and read. And then I would reread them, and that's what I would do. I would just read and read. Um, and but- not barf. No, I know. Wow. And, and this was in the back seat. And also, wait, not just the back seat. My stepfather smoked a pipe. In the car. In the car. Now, I do... Did you guys get car sick? 
ever because Mm -hmm. I did get car sick. I remember, um, twice, but I don't feel like it was from reading. One time we were in the California Redwoods. So the car was, um, you know, winding Mm -hmm. on the road Mm -hmm. and we had just had brunch at like a hotel and I had strawberry waffles and my stepfather had the windows rolled up with his pipe, but the car is going like hairpin back and forth. And I kept saying, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. Thankfully, he pulled over, and I threw up strawberry waffles in the pine needles of the of the um, redwoods. Oh, that was very specific. But yes. you're welcome. <laughs> um, but reading didn't do it. But my favorite, other than reading, those yes and no invisible ink books. Uh-huh, I, I could, it. and then I would buy more at gift shops. Like I yeah. couldn't get enough of those. I loved the little battleship game. I loved Hangman on those. And then, do you guys remember this game? You would make a grid of dots. And then you take turns making a line oh, connecting yes. a dot. And you want to be the one oh, to yeah. make it in a square. And then you put your initial in the square. Right. And you can't retrace. No. You and and retrace sometimes someone has set it up so that someone can just go square, 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 you know, with mm-hmm. just one one little line. Um, so my sister and I would play that. Um, what about you, Kristen? Um, I had a little transistor radio that theoretically could get TV stations. And... So I, I spent the whole time just trying to tune in TV. And sometimes I remember just one time I got a little bit of all my children. I'm like, oh my God, is that Erica? Oh my God, is Erica? So like and the then, whole way, is it just going? Yes. 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 But you're you know, determined. Like, that probably you, mother? Was yes. A way to keep you occupied. Yes. Gosh, it, was, it was like, um, even though I wasn't actually getting any content at all, because you, you're constantly moving and right. you catch the TV station and then it's gone in five minutes. But right. I continued. I wouldn't let up. <laughs> it was the thrill of the hunt. It was the thrill of the hunt. And then sometimes you just have to make up your own fun, right? And once on a road trip with our neighbors in their Chevy Caprice Classic Woody station wagon, <laughs> we kids all got to sit in the backpack. <sighs> did you guys, what did you guys call it? Everybody has a different name. We called for it. it the Wayback. There's the way back. The we way, didn't way have back, a station wagon, and that and we called it the backpack. Um, so we were all lined up on the bench seat. I swear to God, there were like six children back there. Again, I'm no thinking, seat belts. How cool no. to go on a road trip with another family. Oh, it was really great. That. It was really great, especially because it's like it's like nobody knows what's happening back there. It's like <laughs> Russia. Is that and the one they, that faces backwards? Yes, is, it faces, yeah. and it was in a square. It's just like in Charlie Brown when they're going to his grandma's house for Thanksgiving and they're all right. sitting in a little square. That's exactly what it was. And in what we discovered was that there was a little trap door in the floor. It was like a loose panel or something. And if you pried it up, if you jimmied it loose oh and pried it up, you could look straight down to the asphalt. <gasps> to the road? To the road, which is hurtling by at 70 miles an hour. Like, if you put your hand down there, you oh lose gosh. your hand. Oh, my God. I would yes. have I would have been terrified. Oh, we thought it was the best thing ever. Did and you so throw then we stuff gathered down up, it? Yeah, we gathered up Rocks. all of the McDonald's hand puppets, which were basically like sandwich bags, you know, that <laughs> yes. had hamburger on it or Mayor McCheese on it. Yes. And you just put your hand in the little sandwich yep. bag. And we would crunch up the hand puppets, and we would poke it through the hole, and then we'd pop up and look out the back to watch it crash into the car behind us. So, and I, and I just told this to my mom now, and she's like, what? I had no idea. And I don't know how they didn't know, because basically it looked like this. <laughs> Kristen's bending down, everyone. Now she's popping yes. up like she's looking behind her. Bending down, popping up. Bend- you guys were such litter bugs. I had bugs. no idea. Litter I know bug, we were. Litter bug. Yep. Do you guys remember how that was such a, that was like such a slur? Oh, litter bug. bug. Yes, it was. Um, As an adult, now I know that some of those games that we played in the backseat were huge deceptions because they were actually ruses by our parents to keep the peace in the backseat because it was like the wild, wild west back there. Like the quiet game? (laughs) Yes. Oh, I had one game that, (laughs) this is so bad. My dad had a game called Abraham Lincoln. And we, what you did in Abraham Lincoln is you would put your feet on the floor and then you put your hands on your legs so that you're basically imitating the Uh statue in the Lincoln Memorial. And the first person to move is the loser. And that's it. You're just the loser. It's not like the game. Yeah. 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 And then you start over. Because it was never like, well, what do you lose? That was enough back then. Oh, you were just the loser. loser. Yes. (laughs) And I remember it would just be like this proclamation out of the blue. My dad would be like, okay, okay, it's time to play Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) I love that. And I remember sitting there with my hands on my legs going, what are we doing? I don't, I don't know. I don't know exactly know it, but I'm going to win. 
I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to win. There was a lot of need for discipline in the back seat because, you know, your mom could only reach your hand back there like (laughs) your mom's back there. She's swatting back and forth. I wish you guys could see Kristen. It's the perfect impression. I think you must have done that with Liam. You must have done that once or twice Can I share a funny story about that? Well, I guess it wasn't funny at the time, but... Um, a, a legendary story in Andy's family is that exact scenario, except it's, it's his dad. So his dad's driving plus <laughs> oh, God, reaching back there. And he dislocates his shoulder. <laughs> yes. And he is in a great deal of pain. So they have to it's go to this little town and find a doctor. Oh and it's like a Saturday or a Sunday or something <gasps> ridiculous. But somehow it's it's old towny enough that they knock on some door where like it's a doctor sign outside, but it's also his house. Oh my <laughs> And God. they go in and the story, as his dad would tell it, is the guy's got a cigarette, the doctor, <laughs> the doctor. and he just pops his shoulder <gasps> back in. And they get back on the road. And he they... didn't say, how did you injure yourself, Mr. Um, Cochran? I mean, maybe, I'm you know, he bet... said my kids were being assholes or my, something. I'm going to bet the kids were real good after that. Oh, you better uh-huh. believe it. It was my um, brother-in-law, Doug, who had done something smart-alecky. I don't know what. And he did not even – Andy said he didn't, Doug didn't say one word the rest of the trip. <laughs> the whole oh, vacation, yeah. they were just like, zip. Um, they didn't so, need yes. any threats because we – I would love to hear what other people's threats were. That We didn't get too much of that in the comments. And I know that there were good threats mm, out there. I bet. And one of my moms was always that she was going to pull over, just like in the in the book that you just said, Carolyn. And she'd yep. be like, do you want me to pull over? <laughs> I will. <laughs> and I'd be like, well, no. But, but then what is the, where's the threat? <laughs> she never did pull over. We never did. But the funniest, you guys, this is the best. This comes from my friend Tony. Again, his mom, affectionately known as Grandma Kay, would take all the kids the day before their road trip began to the candy store where they each got to fill one of those white bags yeah. full of the little square cellophane wrapped Brock's candies. They could fill up a whole bag. All three kids. Oh. They each got their own. And then Grandma Kay would keep all those bags of candy in the front seat with her. And then if they started fighting, Grandma Kay would reach her hand into one of the bags of candy randomly. Any one of the bags. She did not look. It doesn't matter who started it. She's going to reach her hand into randomly one of those bags and then throw it out the window. (gasps) (laughs) Little bugs. All of them. Mm -hmm. Okay. I wish what she would do. Shut up. Shut up. See what I think Grandma Kay should have done. And if I was Grandma Kay, I would randomly reach my hand into one of those bags and then I would just start eating it. And Mm -hmm. just, Mm -hmm. and just chewing Mm -hmm. it real loud. Like, thanks "Mm, kids. This nougat. (laughs) (laughs) I just love the image of her like roll for you. Roll down the window. There's no button. You got to roll. Grab that candy. (laughs) Throw it out the window. Tossing those orange slices and those little caramels out the window. If you like what you hear, let us know by becoming an official supporter of the Pop Culture Preservation Society on Patreon. This show is created, researched, produced, distributed, edited, and paid for by us, Kristen, Carolyn, and Michelle. And your support allows us to keep the lights on and keep on trucking. For the price of one or two cups of coffee a month, you can become a supporter by going to poppreservationists.com and clicking on the Patreon link. Or go to our link in bio on Instagram and find the Patreon link in our link tree. We appreciate you and thank you so much for helping us do what we love. While many of our listeners and followers had to brown bag it, for instance, Barry Herndon said her dad would always fry chicken the night before they left and they'd stop at a roadside park for lunch. She remembers it being the best chicken ever. She also brought up roadside parks. They don't really have those anymore. They have rest areas. But do you remember they would just Mm -hmm. almost have like picnic tables on the side of the highway? Mm -hmm. That you could just yeah, like you pull, just pull over, over and stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cars are whizzing past you. I think um, my mom would sleep at some of those places. Like when she was a kid, they didn't, they would not stay in motels or anything. They would camp, but they didn't go to a campground. They just pulled over and put right. their bedrolls out. It was probably at these little roadside it parks. It probably was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Diana M. Williams also remembers great picnics at roadside picnic tables. Amy Hansen. 2017, says she remembers salami sandwiches that were warmed by the engine of the car in the brown bag. That's ingenious. 
That is so retro. That is <laughs> so. That could be from the Depression. Right? <laughs> Grapes of wrath. My, my corn pone and my my honey biscuits. We always had um, either bologna or budding meats, but we couldn't have mayo on them because it was perishable. So there would always be mustard. Not all like mustard. Well, there's, there's no air conditioning in, in your car. There's no right. Sorry. You can't have the air conditioning. That's right. Um, and they were always wrapped in waxed paper. And oh my, my mom would pack this giant Coleman cooler for days, the packing of the cooler, <laughs> the planning. I mean, no mayo. That's part of the plan, right? But you know what we did not have hmm. was water. There was no, you didn't drink anything in the yeah, car. I don't think we there had was water no, either. No, you just, if you were thirsty, you just had to wait till you pulled over and got the cooler out. But we got, and we then, had soda. We were allowed oh, to have some special, cans of soda. Right? That was yeah. very special. Oh, yeah. That we, we froze ahead like of time, a, you know, in the oh, freezer. And then sometimes it would explode. And then you would wrap That's it in foil. Awesome. Foil. Yeah. I just yeah, like doing foil. trivial trips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me too. But we also did it for road trips. So you couldn't, was, I mean, wow. there were no bottles of water. The idea of no. buying water. Right. Uh, who you would buy you water. Couldn't. Could you even no, buy it? I was no, it even in a milk jug then? No. I don't even think no, so. It couldn't. And so if you wanted water, you had to go to the drinking fountain at the rest stop and slurp. Or you brought right. a thermos, an old school thermos, and Maybe filled your thermos. thermos with your water. But it was probably not water in your thermos. It was probably like country time lemonade. With, I was just about know, to say my because it's like half the sugar. If we were thinking of having a beverage, I doubt it was ever water. It was always no, probably it was, like it was lemonade. Yeah. And we yeah. had the big the big pick. Coleman picnic jug with the little spigot, little spigot on it, right? Yeah. Of course. Was it plaid? Uh, we didn't have a plaid. Or was it just a the red and green. white? Oh, dark green Ours and then like green. the tan. Yeah, Dark green and tan. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so so like I said, many, of, uh, many people did brown bag it, but something many of our followers and listeners have very vivid memories of are the places that they'd stop to eat along the way, especially mm-hmm. that one with the iconic orange steepled roof. Yeah. You know what we're talking about. R.I.P. to the Howard Johnsons. Who's, you guys, their very last Howard Johnsons closed three weeks ago. It did. Three weeks ago. The very last one. It was in Lake George, New York. Can you believe the timing of that? It's not weird. Yeah. Crazy. We almost never, almost never ate at a restaurant. Never. It was always the cooler at the rest stop. So when we saw the orange roof... Um, of the Howard Johnsons along the highway, we would start crying like, please, for the love of God, please. <laughs> and your that dad's orange- like, Abraham Lincoln. Yes. <laughs> hundred more miles. hundred more miles. Um, that orange roof was on purpose. And their visibility from the highway was on purpose to make kids like me see it from the highway and go, please, please. <laughs> I mean, no joke. That was part of their business plan was to catch our eye and make us go, hmm. Maybe I don't want a bologna sandwich with mustard. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I want something else. But when my grandma was with us, we were more likely to stop, probably because she was smashed in the back seat with us kids <laughs> with her feet on the hump. And she was like, oh, my God, I'll pay. I'll pay. Get me out of here. So when we had the great privilege of stopping, it was often at a Hojo's. And I always got the clam strips, which sounds like that was the case for a lot of people. What and was it about those clam strips? I never, I'll, I don't know what I you guys are talking about because I didn't oh, have you them. Don't? Well, I didn't, I, I was a, I was a picky eater and we would okay. stop at Howard, Howard Johnson's, but I was ordering probably cheeseburger and french fries. So, or grilled sure, cheese and french dog. fries. Anything yeah. that mm-hmm. sounded fishier that it came from the ocean, I'm staying away from. So tell me what's so special so about the clams. It turns out that, Clam strips were popularized by Howard Johnson's because there are tons of people who served fried clams, but they served the whole clam with the gushy belly. And oh. Howard Johnson knew that, you know, the average American is not going to take a big bite into a clam belly. So he would fry up <laughs> just the the foot, foot, which, and by when they say foot, I, I don't, do they really mean foot? I mean, I really hope it's not an actual foot. It um, is. It is. Is it a foot? It's one of the little parts that comes out and helps them kind of move. Yes. Yeah. So I guess that's the the least offensive part. And you fry up pretty much anything. If you fry it enough, Uh, it's going to be good because it's really about the tartar sauce. It's all about getting the tartar sauce to your mouth. Um, so that's what most people talked about. He also added, when I say he, there was literally a guy named Howard Johnson's. He added extra butter fat to the 28 flavors of ice cream at Howard Johnson's. Ah. And that was what 
everybody talked about. It was the clam strips and the ice cream, the clam strips and the ice cream. But I also remember the menus at Howard Johnson's. The menus were really special for children, the children's Mm -hmm. menu. Um, It might be a map of the United States Uh with fun facts on it. But I remember these menus that had elastic strings on them and you could poke out eyes and make it into a (gasps) mask. Oh my God, Kristen. (laughs) Oh my God, that just, you Did just I just husker do you? You just husker do me. Mm-hmm, yep. The other pit stop that people mentioned a lot was Stuckey's. And oh, Stuckey's was a true truck stop. And I thought truck stop meant gift shop. Oh, <laughs> I didn't see, I didn't and see bakery. any trucks around. And yeah, I just thought it was like, oh, gift shop on the highway. That's what a truck stop is, right? And Stuckey's is famous for its um, its pecan log roll, which mm. is appropriate because Stuckey's actually started as a roadside stand selling pecans or pecans really? or pecans, pecans or pecans, pecans. however you, wherever you your, live in the United your, States, yeah, everyone, mm-hmm, your pronunciation. <laughs> Um, the other one that people mentioned a lot was Nickerson Farms, which I had never heard of before. Same. That makes sense. If we never if we never stopped to eat and there was no orange roof, how would I know about it, right? And not coincidentally, Nickerson Farms was actually started by a former Stuckey's employee who was like, screw you, Stuckey's, I'll give you Nickerson Farms. Um, and Gail D88 says this about Nickerson Farms. The payoff for leaving before the crack of dawn was getting to stop and have breakfast at some place along the highway. In the Midwest, there were these utopias called Nickerson Farms. They had the best breakfasts, and we could order, in all caps, chocolate milk oh, with our French the toast. Best. The best, right? They also had these little pegboard games that were on every table to help while away the time while you waited for your order to arrive. And the games all had a sticker on them that let you know you could purchase one of these sweet games in the gift shop. Be still my heart. Isn't that right? So true. That memory of the triangle pegboards with the little golf tees on the restaurant tables. I always, always played them. I always wanted Mm -hmm. to buy one in the gift store. I'm almost positive I did at one point. You know, we always had like our allowance to go with us. And those were some big decisions you had to make. But um, the restaurants and the truck stops with the gift gift shops were the best. I was all about buying postcards, pressed pennies. A lot of our followers commented that they still collect pressed pennies because it's a great thing to still collect that doesn't take up a lot of space. I loved that. (laughs) And you still see those pressed penny things. Mm -hmm. It's so funny. Put in a dollar, get out a penny. Um, (laughs) And of course, I collected anything, anything with my name on it. I don't care what it was. If I saw that it said Michelle with two L's, it was mine. Yeah. um, And I loved, loved getting Mexican jumping beans, which I don't (laughs) guess are very PC today. Like, right? Like, (laughs) but I'm quite certain there are many, many tiny acrylic boxes of little beans with dead worms in them in in a box in my mom's garage somewhere. I never understood what it was. So I wasn't going to risk it because I was like, what do you mean? Like, yeah. Oh, I would hold them so carefully in my hand and I'd be so mad if I got one that was jumping, jumping, jumping when I bought it. You know, you're just probably like 50 cents, 75 cents. And mm-hmm. then when I'd get in the car, I'd, I'd, I'd pick the one with the most active beans. And always when I'd get in the car, they'd just lay there silent. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. My beans Nothing. are dead. Ghost beans. Oh, yeah. What about I you guys? Say, what did you love to get? Well, if I ever saw my name on one of those license plates or, or anything, I'd have to grab it. Oh, anything. I yeah. never saw yeah. my name on yeah. those. There'd always be Caroline. Yeah. No <laughs> offense to the Carolines out there, but please. Or Carol. But there was never Carolyn. I was so sad. So much so that I believe when I, I mean, I'm telling the truth, when I named my children, it had to go through the filter of <laughs> would they be able to find their names on a license plate mm. in a souvenir store? Because that's that impacts you. It's true oh when you walk away from that little turning, that little mm-hmm. turnstile yes. thing. And looking, you're like, looking. Well, and it you be Beth, and then right, uh, Amy, Jessica, Lisa, Jennifer. Well, there was always a Michelle, but there was a lot of times with one L. Really that's wrong. Oh I yeah. Know. It seems it's like the wrong. double L is the right yes. way to spell it. I mean, did they have any idea when they're stocking those things, when they're creating all those those license plates? They had no idea that they were actually causing trauma. <laughs> really? It's, it's true. I would be so sad. Yeah. I would run to those every time. Yeah. And really anything personalized. Sometimes there were anything. toothbrushes yes. or any of those things. Mm-hmm. Yes. It and my brother was Eric with a K, and they always had Eric with a C. Right. So oh, they so might have Kristen and Eric, but both of us, the wrong spelling. Yeah. You walk away bereft. <laughs> What am I going to put on the back of my banana seat bike? (laughs) 
I always the big pencil for me was really big. I love well, the big excuse pencil. Excuse the pun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, it was obviously really big. It was like a foot long, and it was like the girth of a quarter. Mm-hmm. You couldn't write with it. You could, right. but I tried. I tried. Oh, of course. Um, and then back scratchers were loved big. them. Yeah, oh, like loved I don't know when scratcher. everybody's back got so itchy, but we all needed back scratchers. And sometimes I could con my dad into buying a little box of Luden's cough drops cherry <gasps> to oh. eat like candy, like candy. Yeah, like dad. <laughs> oh, dad, it's a cough drop. <laughs> you want me to be quiet in the back seat, don't you? <laughs> yes. I'm going to be coughing the whole the next six hours. Speaking of oh. big pencil, did you guys have the the pen uh, like the big pencils? It was vinyl, and up at the top yes, where the eraser would be, it's a little zipper, zipper yes. that unzips, oh, and you could put so your much. pencils in it. Yes, mm-hmm. it was like I very loved those. Yeah, cute pencil mm-hmm. bag. Yeah, but you know what else they had so much of, and it didn't even matter where you were. Stuckey's was a big one on this. So the souvenir novelty aisle, it had a lot of. Native American things. Oh, God. Totally. It didn't didn't even matter if you were in Georgia or whatever. And, like, I remember having... Maybe, like, primary colors. Yes. And I remember having this the drum. Like, there was a drum with that Mm -hmm. really pulled tight (laughs) thing. Why they let us get like a cow drum skin. on my shirt? In the back seat, you, you don't yes. want you don't want a drum. You guys, it's like it's horrifying, and the, my horror is testament to how far we've come as a society. Because I, we begged, I remember my brother and I begged for these headdresses, and I, I pray to God that there were no native people watching us cruise down the highway with our, you know, God. red, yellow, oh and God. blue Indian headdresses let, yeah. on. It's horrifying. It's the very definition of cultural appropriation. And it came from no tradition. At, no, It came from exactly no tribal nation. 100%. Was, yeah. But it's right. also the very definition of our 70s childhoods. Because not only yes. did you get stuff like that at, at gift stores, no matter what state you were in, mm-hmm. when you weren't on a road trip, you were running around in your front yard. With them on. Yes. Yeah. Being on a little drum oh, playing. Guys, it's just, it's oh, so cringy now. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. so cringy. And there were but, like, I had, there were rabbit feet that hung down uh-huh. in front of my ears from the headdress. It's just, and they were probably blue. They were like dyed purple. Oh, the poor rabbits. rabbits. Oh my God. Rabbit's feet. Thank you. That mm-hmm. was another thing I always bought. And, and you could feel the little claws. Yes. Yes. I know. I didn't know why people liked that. I, I, I didn't was, either. I Once thought I was felt my first claw. I yeah, never wanted that after well, that. I didn't know why. Why do we want this? I couldn't figure that well, out. Well, they were lucky, supposedly. Not for the rabbit. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> do you remember Do you remember the souvenir Nagahide wiener dogs with the state <laughs> names printed on the sides? There were a lot of wiener dog things in the 70s. There were. I remember the autograph ones. Oh, yes, okay, right same. on the wiener they, dog. They uh-huh. had a little place for the pen. No, no. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know what you're oh. talking about. No, these are souvenirs with... Oh. With the states, you're going to collect them from, and they're naga hide. They're kind of like a shiny um, leather. Leather wiener dogs. <laughs> Our Instagram follower Suze Duggard writes remembers having a pale blue one with Kentucky on it, and I asked her to DM us a picture, and she did. And when I saw it, <gasps> I was completely hooskered. So oh. I'm going to post it in stories this week because I bet okay. when you see okay. it you two will go oh I don't know that I, I need owned a reminder one. yeah well and how about this how about this one Sarah Schneider Smith remembers getting a Hagen Reneker porcelain animal glued to the paper backing every road trip that. the little tiny porcelain animals and their little feet had like little dots of almost yes. like hot little, glue little, and it was yep. and a little square of paper this was uh, my husband's um souvenir of choice always all the little ceramic animals and then you would you would peel them off you could peel them off the paper but and make a little display on your window yeah little squirrels and i had no idea well ducks yeah so it's i think it's either hagen renneker or hagen renneker but i'll post both in stories this week because i think i think it'll come back to to you when you see them yeah um but i would argue that the piece de resistance did I do that right, Kristen? I have to you check did. with my French tutor. The P.S. Um, P.S. De resistance. De resistance. You have to make your face. I have like to talk like, and I have to do my hands. You have to um, do your hands. Of the road trip was at the end of that long day, pulling up to the motel, and if it had a pool, and if that pool was indoor, I don't know about you guys, but like my entire Christmas. body would just explode. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> just to yep. this day. I remember that the Holiday Inn Holodome in Boise, Idaho had the greatest indoor pool of my life. Now, do I remember 
why we went to Boise, Idaho, went through Boise, Idaho multiple times? No. Was that holodome indoor pool most likely just a large oval um, in a room that smelled very strongly of chlorine? Yes. But my memory of that holodome pool, it's like freaking Typhoon Lagoon at Disney World. It is huge in my mind. And if the pool, the motel pool had a slide or a diving board, best trip ever. That's vacation. I remember my mom breaking the news to us that she had just made a reservation at the Holodome in Elkhart, Indiana. She had ordered the hotel motel guide from AAA (laughs) and you'd page through the book. You'd get your big map and then you'd look at where you could stop and then you'd page through the book. And they had a list of every hotel and motel along the interstate highway highway system with a star rating. With the stars. With the stars. What you gonna do today? Is I'm gonna get a fly girl, gonna get some spank and drive off in a death OJ. Everybody go holiday in. And so this holodome in Elkhart, Indiana was like four stars, and we were like a one-star family, right? So this was like this was the vacation. It was the halfway point on our drive, but it was like, enjoy it, kids, because it costs $17.95. So you better enjoy it. And you could, it had an arcade. So I was gonna ask you that. What else did the holodome have in it? All I remember is arcade and the pool. Well, um, one of the things I remember about the pools was making friends. Like from other states. Yeah. Yeah, Like sometimes, you know, they'd have the cool ball or toy and, you know, you'd be like, what's your name? Oh, you know, Billy or Mary. Oh, okay. And then you'd throw the balls and or whatever you're going to play with and I would make little friends. Or you'd get up a rousing game of Marco Polo with some of the other vacationing kids. Well, as you got older, you know, there was like the elementary school road trips when you were, you know, kindergarten through fifth. Then there were the middle school road trips where you're a little more like, oh, hmm. I'll play chicken. Let's play chicken. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, many of our listeners commented on the joy of the motel pool and the holodome and especially loved swimming at night. Oh, do you guys remember? It was magic. Mm -hmm. Because you were arriving after a long day's drive, right? So it was most likely nighttime, especially Mm -hmm. if you went 100 more miles. Mm -hmm. Well, it's just with that light. It just gave that water just this cool glow. Um, Mm -hmm. I loved it too so much until we were on a road trip or a moving road trip one time. And we went out to swim with our towels and everything. And the whole pool was shut down. And there was an ambulance. And there was (gasps) um, stretchers going away and everything. And they said, pool's closed. And we said, why? Like when we checked in, the pool wasn't closed. What just happened? The light like short circuited and it electrocuted a man that was in the <gasps> pool. A couple of things. One, in mine and my sister's story, like that night, he's dead. Like he's just, no one ever, we don't know if he died or not. Yeah. Um, but in my mind, my this whole my whole life, he's he died. He, he fried in the pool. And two, <laughs> I've never swam at night again without, no, I have, but without being a little bit scared thinking, am I about to get electrocuted? You're looking, where, where are the outlets? I where imagine outlets? myself as yeah. like the eel and, um, in Little Mermaid, you know, when the eels go, and like, it's like an animated eel that like lights up. I imagine the man was just like doing some laps and then all of a sudden his whole body just, yeah. But what some, we do have some other great hotel, motel (laughs) memories from um, our society members. Um, And I'm sure that um, Kristen and Carolyn, you guys have some as well. But Mm -hmm. um, what about the ice machines? Oh, Oh. we always fought over who got to get the ice. It was like the kid who got to run the movie projector in your classroom. And we would (laughs) like knock down drag out fights. Who gets to go get ice? And I loved the the plastic cups that had the saran wrap (laughs) cover. And you knew you were staying at like a fancy hotel if they were glass, if the glasses were glass with the little paper cover on top. Like that was just different. That was next level. I remember um, we'd always go and uh, my mom would get the phone book out. This was every hotel, motel. In your hotel? Yes. In the the drawer. There's usually next to the Bible, there's the the phone book. Right. (laughs) And we would have to look up our last name to see if there were any other, because our last name was spelled R-E-I-C-H, see if there were any other riches. And then her main name was Rizbarski. And so we'd look that up. Every once in a blue moon, we'd find a Rizbarski. And she'd contemplate calling them. Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) Are you related to me? <laughs> That's right. 
she was convinced they had to be related somehow. So I just always remember. And even then when my kids were little and we'd go, now there are no more phone books in there. No. But I think early on when I would we would road okay. trip with the kids, it'd be like, let's go see if there are any other Cochran's with an E in the phone book. You're Husker doing me a little bit. Now, we've used Husker do like 10 times in this episode because now I'm remembering my dad getting the phone book out and he would just look for funny names. He wasn't looking for <laughs> our names. And if he, found, if he found a rhyming name... It was like Bonanza. I remember he found Gordon Borden one time, and he was so excited for Gordon Borden. Isn't it a weird concept to think back that there was a giant book where all of our names, addresses, and phone numbers were listed? For the whole world. That yeah. seems like mm-hmm. such an invasion of privacy um, I, as, as I'm sitting here on a computer where you can find out just about <laughs> yeah, anything right. about anybody or right. anything you want. Um well, what about, speaking of, um, going back, speaking of the bathrooms, what about the toilet seats that had that sanitized for your protection paper strip <laughs> over them? What a, what a memory. That's from society member Marvel Ann. Ann um, says they'd rush in to break them with a pretend karate chop. Chop. <laughs> I imagine Lucky that's you. like fighting over the ice bucket. It's like who's going to yes. get in there first, and then I wonder how many how many times Anne or her siblings' hand just went right down into that Oops. water. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Well, hope um, it was sanitized for your protection. My favorite, I feel like, memory that was shared on Instagram that I had totally forgotten about also comes from Marvel Anne. So Anne, thank you for this one. She reminded us of the vibrating beds. <laughs> Right? Yes. It was like a carnival ride. She just blew my mind. Anne Mm -hmm. said, um, I mean, magical, magical creation. And Anne said this, we would always hope to stay in a roadside motel with the vibrating massage beds. We begged for quarters. Then we three kids would lie crosswise over the bed and giggle and try Mm -hmm. to talk like robots (laughs) as we shook. We did that too. Did you guys do that? Yes. Hello, my name is Michelle. (laughs) She says, these motels didn't look disreputable, so I assume the beds were intended for weary travelers or traveling salesmen (laughs) and kids. I'm thinking nice thought, Anne, but I'm guessing you are incorrect. Isn't that funny? But we had no idea. And I remember we would beg my dad. We weren't going to ask my mom. We beg my dad and he would do the quarters and my mom would always be pissed. And she'd be like, Gordy, what are you doing? Like, how would she, how would my mom think that we would have any idea that that was for sex? I think I remember in my memory, I should say, um, I was told when I asked, what is this for? <laughs> it was to make for your muscle, like a massage, like, like a truly oh, massage. Sure. Like, yeah. oh, you're so mm-hmm. tired. It's going to help yes. your back feel better after a long day. Which muscles. that could have been, um, a good marketing ad too. I loved, we were allowed to jump on the bed. Like we never could yes. we jump on the beds at home, but from we one bed to the motor? other. Yes, yes. yes. When it yes. was lava, there was yes. lava down oh, in lava that little in between. Yes, in between. Yeah. Yes, and we had to jump, and I could do like the jump on my butt, like it was a trampoline. <laughs> totally, and you didn't get in trouble. No, we were allowed to. Were allowed. I, yeah, I guess they figured yeah. we had been sitting in a car for so long, and they wanted us to be tired when it was time right. to go to bed. So <laughs> yeah. jump yeah, yeah, away. Yeah. I'm sure the people below us, if we were in a two story motel, would have been thrilled, but. Well, one of the last memories we're going to share is um, one that I love. Um, A lot of you listening, a lot of our social media followers mentioned collecting the brochures and the guidebooks. Did you guys do that? Like I would grab a ton Mm -hmm. of brochures from the big, you know, easel thing of the rack of brochures. And then I would play travel agent in the backseat. Um, I would be like, oh, you would like to go to see this, you know, these dinosaur statues? Well, hang on just a second and I'll see if that time's available, you know, or mm-hmm. or the, you know, the water slide. Oh, moment. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Well, I um, I have distinct memories of um, our triptych. So the AAA triptych, which was in that. So in addition to the books you were talking about, yep. Kristen, where, you know, they'd also list like the historical places you could stop and that kind of thing. But in the triptych, it was your specific route that you were taking. And I remember going to AAA. This was an experience. And you'd sit down with one of the reps and they'd Whoa. have the highlighter and they'd go through and they'd be like, okay. And they would t- tell you what you're going to be doing. And then they highlighted it as they spoke to you with a real highlighter so oh. that when you had it, you um, 
You followed their trail. Yes, yeah. their trail. Yeah. In that great book I was referring to earlier about the um, history of the family road trip, I read that it was in 1911 at a AAA in New York, a, a an adventurous motorist said, I want to go from New York to Florida. And of course, there was no one map that had a New York to Florida route on it. So the worker, the employee at AAA, cut a map, cut maps apart and put it together for the, the ad- adventurous motorist, adventuring motorist. And that is how the triptych was born. The triptych um, was born. Yes, 1911. Wow. Oh, that's really interesting. 1911. Yeah. Can you imagine I, how long that I would said. take? To get oh, from God. New York to Florida, literally, that's isn't that like the car you have to wind up at the front? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you max out at twenty four miles per hour. Yes. Totally. Wow. Anyway, well, isn't that fun? Yeah, so fun. We have loved traveling down this highway of memories with all of you, and it's been really nice to do it without our dads all yelling at us to pipe down back there or <laughs> hold it until the next rest stop at eighty three miles. Hold it. I can't hold it. <laughs> I actually can't right now, so we're going to wrap this up, girls. Um, But we want to end with a couple of really great memories from some Instagram comments that just gave us all the feels. We're going to start it with Sonic Glow Candles, who says, I have the best memories of road trips when I was young. Two-week summer vacations to the East Coast or Canada, camping with my parents and sisters. Remember those heavy canvas tents? Ugh, when it rained, we all got soaked. Fortunately, my parents purchased a pop-up camper in the mid-70s, and that made camping far more enjoyable. I remember each of us getting a couple packs of new comic books as well as Mad or Cracked magazines. Plus, I was always into horror movies, so I'd grab a copy of Fangoria or similar. We'd bring our Dawn or Barbie dolls, and I remember looking forward to stopping for a banana split or ice cream sundae because of those blue plastic boats that the sundaes were served in. After finishing our ice cream, we'd rinse and save the boats. Then, once at our campsite, we'd find the nearest creek, place our Dawn dolls in the boats, and watch them float downstream. Totally free range. We'd run off into the woods as soon as my parents set up camp, picking wild blueberries and exploring the areas around the campgrounds. I loved all of it. I just wow. think that's just that is such so retro. It's so pure. That is mm-hmm. pure, pure fun. That's yeah. just that's just pure joy, pure fun. I wanted to I wanted to be her with that blue plastic boat, putting my Barbie in it and just mm-hmm. sailing it down. That to me just just personifies the the road trip vacation. It's freedom. It's total oh, freedom. It was so great. Mm-hmm. Um. And another one of our followers, Jilly Smollett, she shared this story with us. My mom remarried when I was 10, and I got to go on the honeymoon. We traveled oh in a Chevy van with all the passenger seats removed <laughs> to make room for our camping gear. My mom made curtains for all the windows out of fabric that looked like canyons. I sat in a plaid, sorry, I sat in a plaid <laughs> armchair with my dog. I know, but this is the the coolest vision, you guys. This is so great. We drove straight across Texas and Arizona to the Grand Canyon and around to Colorado. This was 1977, and shorts for men were truly short. Oh, I have some classic (laughs) pictures with my new dad in short shorts and white (laughs) knee socks with hiking boots. I had my little cadet camera around my neck and my dog in my arms in every picture. Thank y'all for bringing back the memories. Well, I can yeah. picture the, they, they cleared out the inside of that van and they put an armchair in there. <laughs> an armchair. <laughs> a plaid one. It's so great. Can we talk about freedom? You know, you can't That's do that absolutely stuff anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Just too many rules. I mean, I'm they're for our safety and everything, but still. <laughs> but screw safety. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You guys, I'm afraid ye old road trip as we know it from our childhoods is a thing of the past. I agree. Right? With you've got Airbnbs and McDonald's and personal entertainment devices for each and every person and bottles of water for God's sake. I just I don't think there's any going back. But maybe we should try. What if we could plan a road trip like our parents did? With no reservations, a map, a cooler in the back, and a fistful of dollars for souvenirs. It might be kind of fun. But I'll let you use the air conditioning. Okay, let's do it. (laughs) We're doing it. (laughs) Thank you for listening, everybody. Have a happy summer.
And if you're a new listener and enjoy our conversations, remember that we have a back catalog of over 70 episodes on so many of our shared Gen X memories, like after-school specials, Schoolhouse Rock, KTEL Records, The Brady Bunch, and TV shows and movies and music we loved, and so much more. We sure hope that you'll listen. Yeah, and now, now, right now, is the most important part of this episode. Honestly, don't turn us off yet, because this is where we get to thank you for listening and for sharing our podcast with everyone you know. And if you really want to help, clicking those stars where you listen or writing a nice review would mean so much to us. Right, girls? That is so true. (laughs) It does. And if you really want to take your support to the next level and help keep this podcast trucking, consider becoming a Patreon supporter. Our patrons get such fun and exclusive bonus content each month. You can check it all out by clicking the link in our show notes, clicking the link in our Instagram bio, or just go to patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, and type our name in the search box. And today we are giving a special thank you shout out to patrons Margaret, Stacy, Tracy, Christina, Stella, and Jennifer. Your support is what is keeping us talking. And that's actually a really good thing, despite what our fourth grade teachers thought. <laughs> that's right. And our husbands. <laughs> and our children. Right. They're so grateful to you that you're providing this outlet for us. <laughs> In the meantime, let's raise our glasses for a toast, courtesy of Jack and Janet and Chrissy hanging out on the Venice boardwalk. Two good times. Two happy days. To Little House on the Prairie. Cheers. Cheers. The information, opinions, and comments expressed on the Pop Culture Preservation Society podcast belong solely to Carolyn, the Crushologist, and Hello Newman, and are in no way representative of our employers or affiliates. And though we truly believe we are always right, there is always a first time. The PCPS is written, produced, and recorded in Minneapolis, Minnesota, home of the fictional WJM Studios and our beloved Mary Richards. Nanu Nanu, keep on trucking, and may the force be with you. We had a dream, we go traveling together, spread a little love, and it will keep moving on. Something